Hello, and welcome to The Scott Mize Show, a podcast focused on health, diet, bodybuilding, and philosophy. I interview experts, doctors, coaches, and N equals one case studies to answer your questions about improving health, achieving your best physique, and making sustainable progress. We'll cover topics from carnivore and ketogenic diets, to bodybuilding, to life philosophy, and everything in between. Enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by LMNT Electrolytes. This month, we're switching it up with an exclusive offer that's only for VIP LMNT partners, including CarnivoreCast listeners. You can now receive this free sample pack along with any regular purchase when you use my custom link, which is provided in the show notes or my Instagram link in bio. That's drinklmnt.com forward slash CarnivoreCast, all one word. And as I said, I'll include the link in the show notes. LMNT electrolytes are convenient evidence-based and delicious and get yours today to help support the show. Thank you. Taylor Betts is a passionate and successful life and business coach dedicated to empowering individuals to achieve optimal success in body, mind, home, and business through what he calls mental wealth coaching. As a dynamic host of the popular Awake and Winning podcast, Taylor engages in invigorating conversations with disruptive leaders who are redefining the status quo. Welcome to the show, Taylor. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Honored to be here. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to start with kind of your story for folks who don't know it. You know, how did you get to um, where you are today or or even, um, you know, stepping back? What what got you to a place where you decided to um, re-examine some of the things you were doing in life and, and try a new approach? Yeah, I got here from pain, essentially. You know, I like to say I've been through hell and back. Uh, my own version of it, because I think, you know, a lot of us in this space have their own stories of breakdown to breakthrough and turning their mess into their message, all that, you know, and that's really what I experienced. I often say I was in a battle with my mind, you know, I had, and I think why a lot of people actually resonate. One of the reasons why some people resonate with my story is because I kind of had all the circumstantial or conditional factors to be happy, all the reasons to be happy. Like I, you know, although we weren't, we weren't particularly, we definitely weren't wealthy. We were, you know, but we weren't like dirt poor. I don't have an experience of being homeless or trying to kill myself or, you know, being a drug addict. Uh, although I did abuse a lot of substances and had a lot of coping mechanisms that didn't serve me. Like, and I was, I, I was at a point where I could barely get out of bed, panic attacks, anxiety, depression, ADHD, and then that manifested into physical ailments. But you know, I don't have that crazy story that would be in a movie. Um, but yet I still, because of the battle I was in with my mind, could barely get out of bed. So, you know, it's a story of what I think a lot of people are going through. And why couldn't I get out of bed is because I was sold a bunch of fucking lies. You know, I was sold from the school system, the media, the government, the corporations, uh, just the conventional narrative out there. Uh, my parents were sold lies that they passed down on to me and my grandparents as well too and it's lies about how to live a good life you know how to actually win in life and what actually ends up happening is then if you follow those lies uh, and you get indoctrinated into them and you are conditioned by them then you end up fat sick tired weak and broke and that's that's where i was i was you know all those things i, I don't know I, I was overweight for sure i don't know if i'd call myself fat but i was overweight and I was sick and I was tired and I was broke. And then I woke up and I woke up when I went to the conventional Western clinical medical establishment and I said, Hey, I'm sick, you know, mentally and 
And they didn't even ask about my circadian rhythm, my relationships, my you know nervous system, biological markers. They didn't do any of that. They, they spent less than 10 minutes and pulled out a prescription pad and prescribed me some benzodiazepines and SSRIs and ADHD medication. And it was like, okay, I'm in my 20s and this is the answer. So I can just fucking get out of bed in the morning. No. And then I got into people like Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn and, you know, all these OGs and Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I was like, damn, like I actually have the control over my life. And I stepped up and ultimately I went on a relentless journey where I became a man. I learned what it means to be a man. And I know I'm in, uh, in the right company here for, for this narrative. I became the man that ultimately I needed to be in order to actually feel a sense of peace and purpose in my life. And uh, I haven't looked back since. And now I help others do the same because I've gone through that, that journey. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. That was the sound of the NutriSense biosensor. With NutriSense, I've learned some very interesting things about how my food and drink choices affect my body, but also how stress, sleep, and exercise play a big role in my health. Your glucose levels can significantly impact how your body and mind feels and functions throughout the day. NutriSense lets you analyze your glucose levels in real time in response to food, exercise, stress, and sleep. It's been fascinating to see my results and the results of my family members who have also signed up. One of my family members who's pre-diabetic is now clearly able to see when her blood glucose is getting out of control and draw immediate patterns to see how different foods, eating at different times of day, and even sleep quality slash timing and stress directly affect her blood glucose. This has encouraged healthy lifestyle choices that have helped her live well with this condition. NutriSense includes one month of free board-certified nutrition guidance and support where they'll help you interpret the data and promptly answer all your questions, provide suggestions based on your goals, and keep you accountable to a plan. To start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life, visit NutriSense.com slash ScottMize and get $30 off your first month and one month of board-certified nutritionist support. When they ask how you learned about NutriSense, make sure you tell them it was the Scott Mize Show to help support the podcast. That's NutriSense.com slash Scott Mize for $30 off your first month and one month of board-certified nutritionist support. Now on to the show. Yeah, that's awesome. What are what are some of the steps you took and, and steps you encourage in others um, to get there, because I think a ton of folks can relate to that story. I know I certainly could. Um, but how do you, how do you go about it? It can feel like there's a million different paths you can take and things you can do, and you're getting advice from all different directions. And those are some great influences, by the way. You mentioned uh, with Tony Robbins and Joe Dispenza, but how did you how did you put one foot in front of the other and start start making that start taking that journey? Yeah, well, essentially. I would summarize that as, cause I mean, that's a very loaded question. There's lots of areas we could go yeah. to, but I mean, just in general, you got to just go all in and you got to make the decision. It, it's a decision. I, that's why I believe like happiness really at the end of the day is a decision. Um, and happiness isn't even the most, um, it, it's not my priority. Uh, happiness comes and goes and it's great when it comes, but purpose and, and service and adventure is more, my goal, I think that's what every man is here to accomplish and, and should be optimizing for. So it's a decision to say, you know what? 
I'm going to get out of victim mentality because our psychology loves to point the finger and blame all of the things, all everything and everyone out there of why you're not where you want to be because that's a much more comfortable place to be in because then you don't have the responsibility and responsibility and ownership is tough. It's hard, you know, it's, it's challenging. So we love to point our finger. Our ego loves to essentially defer all responsibility to the external world and just say, Hey, it's everything and everyone's fault, but me. And then you don't have to take responsibility. So you have to make that decision to basically say, you know what, I'm going to do whatever it takes and I'm going to go all in. And that's what I did. And the second decision you have to make is you have to decide to think and act differently. Okay. Because, um, again, going back to the lies that were sold, you know, if you go through the conventional route to turn your life around and get from breakdown to breakthrough, uh, it ain't, it's either going to be extremely slow or it ain't going to happen. And quite honestly, it's usually counterproductive. So you got to wake up, you got to question everything, even question what I'm saying, right? I don't need you to think like me. I need you to think. Okay. So I need you to question everything you hear, everything everyone's saying. Yes, even in the awake community, because quite honestly, most people who are awake aren't winning and they're actually living in the same fear that they're critical of on the other side, mm. um, just through different ideology and, and opinions and worldview. So question everything and say, you know what? If I'm going to win, I got to study people who are winning. So find people who are winning and then you'll notice that they do things very differently. And you got to adopt not only their mindset, but their energy, um, their look on the world, their worldview, um, and then ultimately their behavior. Now, the last thing I just want to say is most people, especially in the manifestation world, they talk about how you have to believe you're worthy of something before you accomplish it. No, no, no. You can feel like absolute dog shit. You cannot feel like getting out of bed in the morning. You can feel like you don't deserve to have the body you want, the money you want, the car you want, the, the, the G-Wagon that's on your vision board. You do not have to feel worthy of it and you don't have to feel motivated to go out and get it. You want to know what our superpower is of humans, as humans, sorry, is we can feel that way and we can still show up and do what's mm -hmm. required to get what we want. And then yeah. guess what? The belief follows the action. The motivation follows the action. It doesn't precede it. So everyone's waiting to be motivated to show up and do what's required to accomplish their dreams and the life they truly want. When in actuality, I mean, it makes no sense. Yeah. You have to show up and do it when you don't feel like doing it. Those are the money reps. And that's what will ultimately get you what you want. Yeah. Uh, that resonates a lot with me. I think a lot of times um, I I felt uh, some self-doubt about the fact that I haven't, sometimes I don't feel as motivated or sometimes I don't have a huge goal or sometimes I don't have a lot of self-belief. But as you said, taking action and actually moving in the right direction despite that um, and just showing up daily is is really more important in my mind than those it's things. Everything. It's, it's honestly in the beginning, it's the only thing it's showing up and doing the work. And you know what? I just want to add one more point, Scott. Yeah, please. We live in a, we live in a world where I'm, I'm going to say the personal growth world and also the awake community, 
there's way too many overeducated underachievers. And I'm not trying to shame anyone who's there because I've been there. And I would probably say that you could argue I'm still an overeducated underachiever. We love the podcast. We love the books. We love the events. We love the, the programs. And we bounce around going from thing to thing to thing because we're not vulnerable. That's not the challenging thing. We live in the delusion that those are actually helping us get to where we want to get to. That's just the first step. Then you have to go out and fucking implement these things. The ideas are overrated. The implementation and execution is everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. I, I think another question I want to ask you is like, what do you see as some of the biggest roadblocks or missteps that people who feel like they're ready to make a change take? And one of them, I totally agree is, mistaking education and information for, for progress. Um, those have to happen in tandem, in my mind. What are other, some of the other things that you think hold a lot of people back um, when they're starting to take this journey? Yeah, I think there's a few things. The first thing I would say is that people, again, are waiting to feel like, excuse me, like showing up. They're waiting to feel right in order to drive them to actually go out and do what's required in other words they're waiting for motivation and they think i mean that's one of the most popular questions i get what do you do when you don't feel motivated to go and it's like well ditch the idea of motivation who the fuck cares about motivation you think our grandparents or our ancestors had ancestors had the luxury and the privilege to wait around to feel motivated to do what they needed to do to get the life they want no they came here with five dollars in their pockets often and they just needed to go out and do it they didn't like if they woke up in the morning and didn't feel like showing up or a mom you think a mom you know has the luxury of you know feeling like feeding her kids or taking her kids wherever to school whatever it's like no they just you do it because it's your most noble pursuit and mission in life so that's what i would say is make this is a big mistake that people make is they don't get clear on like what is the mission and too many people are prioritizing ease and comfort and happiness and like it's so easy in today's world to prioritize and optimize for ease comfort and happiness right we can very easily be comfortable but what that leads to is a lack of fulfillment a lack of purpose and quite honestly chronically low energy and low vibe long term okay it feels good in the moment so what i what i recommend people prioritize is mission and service so find your gift that's the purpose of life. And then the meaning of life is to give it away, right? So find what you excel at and then how can you be of service? And for guys, it's going to look different. Men, we're going to be more you know, achieving in the external world. We love conquering in the external world. We love building things. So go and fucking build a business with your skill and whatever you're doing or work within a company and just make sure it's the right company that allows you to kind of be an intrapreneur. Um, And then women are going to be different. Women are more so going to just be passionate. I think I should say women are going to be more in their essence when they're just more passionate uh, about these things. And they actually connect more back to self and they go inwards and they're, they're kind of like creative and playful with it and all this stuff. And they're not focused as much on conquering and achieving in the external world. That's what I think is really going to. So going back to your question, what's one of the biggest mistakes? I think too many women are trying to go out and 
with masculine energy trying to conquer and achieve things too mm. much in the external world and they're prioritizing that and then they feel empty and over exhausted and burnt out and i think we live in a society that's conditioning men to stop going out and conquering and achieving things in the external world and bending over and taking it for their entire career nine to five while someone above them who drives you know, a nice car that you want to drive and takes the vacations that you want to have and has the house that you want to have and the freedom that you want to have gives you orders your entire life. And then you just wait for your two to three weeks vacation per year, if you're lucky. And uh, then men feel incredibly unfulfilled. Yeah. And I like how you mentioned, um, because I think one narrative in this space that gets proliferated is the idea of you have to quit your job, you have to become an entrepreneur. I, I really like how you mentioned um, it's also possible to be successful um, working in a company and being an entrepreneur. Can you talk a little bit more about that and what that looks like? Yeah, I mean, most multimillionaires work for someone, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it would be silly to say that I'm not of the belief that everyone has to be an entrepreneur. I think some people are meant to be an entrepreneur. I think that what really matters most is a couple things. I think that you need to be with the right people. So I think what's really going to work often for men who are working within a company is you got to look at who are your superiors. Do they genuinely care about your life? Look, the way I built my company, we have 15 people now and we're growing pretty rapidly. I look at my organization as a learning and development uh, facilitator and, and, and container. I need to make my team rich and abundant and I need to help my team win. Okay, so if I'm not if I'm not putting them on the path towards that and giving them the tools that they need to 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 have in order to get there then I'd be a hypocrite because this is what I would recommend these are the only companies that I would recommend that you work for is do your superiors the people who are leading the company and ultimately have a lot of leverage and control over your <laughs> like quality of life and in your your freedom um do they genuinely care are they have they committed and ask them this outright like full-on ask them even in the interview like hey i want to win i want to have freedom i my my two main priorities is i want to make this company win and i want to take this company to greater heights because of me being here because of the value that i'm bringing it they need to know that and then say secondly but i want to win as well too how much do you guys care about me winning right and if you're not working for someone who could give two shits about you winning and helping you learn and, and develop the skills so that you can actually go out and win then that's a clear indication that you shouldn't be working for them. And then mission and purpose. Like, do you genuinely feel like you're, you're building and conquering? That's what it's in our DNA as men to build and conquer and, and to create things that are of service and, and actually really help people. So like, you got to ask yourself, like, and what I'm doing, is it a dead end job that you're just doing for a paycheck? Or do you genuinely get obsessed with what you do? And if you're not obsessed, if you're not hungry, and yeah, you have to manage that because it can get out of control. But if you're not hungry and obsessed and you don't feel a genuine fulfillment, oh man, it's it's not going to serve you in the end. And then the second thing, or sorry, the third thing I would say 
is you got to look, we got to be wealthy in today's world. You know, like, you know, it should be one of, it's our responsibility as men. We are letting the people down in our lives that depend on us if we are not going out and building wealth because wealth equals options and possibilities and it creates a lot of space for freedom in your life um, and our ability to provide. So outside of the job, you need to take the money that you're making and you need to invest it so that you have passive income. You can invest it in assets. Um, you could invest it in a, a side hustle, but most importantly, you invest it in you and your skills because we get paid in direct proportion to how much skills we have and our ability to solve problems for companies or the market. So that is uh, what I would say as well too. Yeah. And, and another thing people talk about a lot in this community is relationships holding you back. How do you recognize relationships that are destructive versus constructive? And how can you um, try to change your relationships versus uh, cut ties when you need to? Yeah, I, I, I think there's a couple things. Number one is we got to look in the mirror first. So like genuinely look in the mirror and ask yourself, look, we all have wounds. We all have trauma. We all have bullshit within that's like, you know, <laughs> affecting our nervous system, affecting our energy um, and triggers and insecurities. We all have those things. Okay. You could call it our ego, our shadow, right? We all have some things, some battles that we're dealing with to varying degrees, depending on who you are. You got to look in the mirror and you got to say, am I aware of all of that internal stuff that could be then affecting how I'm projecting myself in this relationship? Am I aware of all those? How aware am I of all those? And then am I actively doing the work to heal and grow from those? And really how we heal and grow from those internal wounds and the quote unquote bullshit within the battles within is just to be aware of it, conscious of it. And then you hold the keys to be able to then respond to it. First off, feel it. it we, we, we heal by building our capacity to be with those things. And then it shows our psychology and our nervous system that we're safe in those things. But then after it's like, um, how do we respond, right? Are we responding by communicating those to our partner, to our, our family member, our best friend, whoever it is? Are, are we communicating? in that and then how much am i actively doing the work have i hired a mentor a coach have i joined a community a mastermind programs like like joining those things to give you the tools to be able to then go out and actually do the work that's necessary to heal them so after we've looked at am i pulling my weight in this relationship that's step number one then you got to look at them if you are then what about them are they conscious individuals it's really easy for me to know whether or not I should be investing my time into someone or not and, and spending time around them. It's really easy. I mean, it's like, number one, what do they talk about? When, when, when you're not saying anything and you're hanging out with them, do they talk about people? Do they make excuses? Do they blame? Right? Do they have a lot of shame? Are they in victim mindset? That's something I just have zero tolerance for. Um, and as soon as I'm hanging out with someone who does too much of that, I cut them out. I cut them out or I talk to them and I say, Hey, like, here's the deal. Like, you know, I, I can't, I don't want to surround myself with this. So do you, do you know, are you conscious that you're, you're in victim mode? Do you like, I'm not afraid to say those things, right? I tell people yeah. what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And it, that's your first indication 
And then look, you do have to have a certain amount of grace and tolerance for like everyone has their shit. If they are kind of there, but they're conscious of it and they're letting you know that they're doing the work on it and they're willing to talk about a better future and they are willing to win or, or get on the path towards winning, then cool. Um, I, I love that. Um, and then it's very easy to tell if someone is just a winner and they talk about ideas they talk about you know how to level up and how to win and how to grow and heal. I mean, that's who you ultimately want to hang out with. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so easy. There's so many people in today's society too who are afraid of change, and when they see you trying to change your life or transforming, um, I forget who I heard say this, but um, there's two things people can do when they're um, faced with the reality that someone around them is is getting better. One is change themselves and try to get better themselves. Two is try to bring that other person back to their level. Um, and I think a lot of people, it's a lot easier and cozier to go with the second one. The best way to lead is by example as well, too. So like, you know, you can just say, hey, here's what I'm doing. Like, I'm looking to surround myself with people who are leveling up like this, winning. Um, I, I was in victim mentality. I, I refuse to be in it, you know, anymore. And I'm just... Here's what I'm doing. So if you want to hop on this train and ride it with me, then let's go. If you don't, no worries. And, you know, we can uh, maybe connect in the future. Yeah. Um, shifting topics a little bit on the, um, like, body side and physical, um, what are some of the things that, you, like, there's a lot of bullshit out there around diets and um, biohacks and what works and what doesn't. What are some of the things that you've found to be, actual needle movers for you and for your clients yeah like look the first thing i'll say is yeah there's a lot of bullshit out there but look in the beginning it's like money okay so if someone comes to me and you know they they say that they're broke it's like okay well let's look at the low-hanging fruit i mean it's everyone kind of knows the fundamentals i mean first off you have to invest in yourself and get more skills because we get paid in direct proportion to the difficulties of the problems we solve. And, and, and we do that through value and skills. So, you know, I would tell them to start a side hustle, then start making some money, start saving some of that money, pay off any of your bad debt, um, you know, and prioritize that and then start investing that money into you, into assets, into a business. Like we got to generate more money for you. Like it's, it's the low hanging fruit. And then someone who's, you know, there is the advanced stuff. And this is like you mentioned, the biohacking, the different diets and all stuff. That's all stuff that you should worry about when you're when you're in shape and you're you're actually and, and I'll come back to that. But with the financial uh, example, if someone has gotten to the point where they're not broke anymore and they have some disposable income, it's like, okay, now we can get into like private equity, crypto, like gold and silver, you know, like real estate all that stuff but that's kind of the advanced stuff same yeah. thing with 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 fitness and movement it's like look if you're not in the best shape of your life you know how many people come to me and they're like suffering from anxiety depression especially men who are feeling like shit low energy and they're just like oh i just don't know what you know what to do or i'm lost and hopeless i've been there no shame no judgment that's what we put our blood sweat and tears into into helping people get out of that and sometimes I'll literally just tell them to, I mean, you know, obviously joining our program really helps. Uh, one of the things that I have had as in terms of advice, this is not blanket advice. It's not, I'm not saying everyone should do this. 
But sometimes it's as easy as just saying like, do 75 hard. <laughs> okay. Mm. Like yeah. why I like 75 hard. Is it a perfect program? No. And in fact, there's some things in there that I even disagree with that not everyone, you know, it's not going to serve everyone. And it's a very blanket general program, but why is this so powerful? Because it's like, look, if you're depressed and anxious and you can't get out of bed and you're lost and hopeless and you have no purpose, get in the best fucking shape of your life and then tell me that you're still depressed and anxious or tell me your depression and anxiety hasn't gotten better. Tell me you don't feel more purpose in life, more clarity, uh, more like a man. Tell me your testosterone hasn't increased. And look, it's 75 days of just making the decision to just show up and fucking move your body. He says you don't have to do, you know, any particular workout. And I would recommend lift things and get some guidance so you don't hurt yourself. But at the end of the day, like, you know, like you can hire a trainer to just give you a program, show you how to do all the exercises, the proper form and get your ass in there and just lift things during the week. Uh, I like sprinting and walking. I'm not a big chronic, you know, long distance cardio guy because I, I think that's been proven to break down muscle tissue. It can kill your testosterone. It's it's a stressor. If you like it for your mind, I'm, I'm, I support you in that and that's totally fine. But I lift, I run, I, sorry, I lift, I sprint, I walk because those are ancestrally consistent. And then he just says, choose any diet, right? Like just, and, and you know what? Yes, I have a, a diet that I think for the most part is optimal for, for humans with variances because everyone's uh, biology is different. But I would say for men, just eat a lot of fucking meat, right? Like good meat, eat a lot of meat, high protein. You know, if you want to eat veggies, eat, eat veggies, you know, fruit, um, you know, honey, um, and some good fats. You know, you could throw avocado in there. You could throw some olive oil in there. You know, you could throw in tallow and, and ghee and, and grass-fed butter, some of the animal-based fats. Eat that and stop eating fucking junk food and processed foods. Stop drinking so much beer and alcohol and just fucking move your body every day and lift weights, eat protein. And like, I know that sounds like such bro advice, but do that for 75 days. Commit to it. Is it perfect? No, but yeah. you will be in a much better place in 75 days. And then we can talk about the advanced stuff. Yeah. We can talk yeah. about, you know, time under tension in the gym when you're lifting weights. We can talk about a, a better split for you when it comes to your weights and what optimal. Uh, for for testosterone uh, in, in, increase, what the optimal you know type of sprinting workout is like, we can talk about all that shit after. Just get yeah. your ass outside or in the gym, move your body, lift things, eat a lot of protein and meat, and tell me your life doesn't get better. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost like it's not even about getting in a certain shape or getting a certain body. It's the type of person you have to become to do that consistently for 75 days or whatever it is, um, exactly. you'll autom automatically level up, as you say, and become a better but, person. But like also just look at our ancestors. Like, I think we overcomplicate these things yeah. again. Yes. There is a time when you, when, when people start complimenting you on like, like, Oh damn, you've been getting in the gym. Like that shirt's tighter. I can see that you're, you're stronger. You're more muscular. Like, you don't need the fancy stuff and you don't need to read all day long or hire an expert to, to get there. Just start with the basics, the low hanging fruit. When you get to that point, then again, you can dive into the more advanced stuff. But at the end of the day, look at our ancestors. Like they just got up, they got outside, they had to lift shit. 
They had to fight in wars. They had to kill an animal and then haul it across the, so just fucking lift. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and I know people are going to criticize that advice because it's like, Kayler, people can get injured. Like, I get all that. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying don't do any reading or don't get any guidance, but we just overcomplicate it. If you're yeah. not in shape, just get your ass moving and eat some high quality one ingredient food. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really simple. It's about, Consistency is the hard part uh, for us. Yes. Um, yes. And it gets easier. What, um, you, you know, you spend a lot of time in this community and a lot of people come to you um, having certain ideas about what to do. What do you think is, are some of the worst pieces of advice you've seen from, for lack of a better word, your peers or, or other people in the space? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first thing that came to mind, if I'm being honest, is, and I, I don't think this is like the main one. This is just the first that popped into mind. So I'm not saying this is necessarily number one for me. Maybe there'll be some others that pop up, but is being vegan, like eating less meat. Mm. You know, that's that's the first yeah. one that comes up for me. Uh, I think it's very well known. I think there's an ideological agenda that's being pushed. Uh, I fell for it. I was vegan for almost a year. I have never been fucking more frail. My skin <laughs> changed color. I was yeah. weak. Oh, I looked like shit. I started to look like, quite honestly, all the people that are telling you to eat a, eat more <laughs> plant-based uh, <laughs> yeah. diet. You know, not all the people. There, there's some exceptions like Rich Roll and, you know, who, I don't know, I guess he looks good. Uh, he's He looks like a skinny-ass marathon runner. I mean, that's what he is, but... <laughs> But, you know, I, I respect and like ritual. Look, I don't care what you put it. You do you. But at the end of the day, no one's going to ever convince me. And I think I'm speaking from a pretty credible place after, you know, studying nutrition and being through, you know, the ringers with nutrition myself yeah. uh, for over a decade. And I've worked with hundreds of clients on nutrition as well, too. We're meant to eat fucking meat. And I'll tell you yeah. that right now. And men are supposed to eat meat. And when you eat a lot of meat and you don't even have to don't even have to listen to me. You don't have to trust me. You can think it's bullshit, whatever. Just try it. Try for 30 days where you eat yeah. a lot of meat. Try and eat about one gram per pound of body weight. So if you're 200 pounds, you eat 200 grams of protein you know, worth of meat. And then just eat a little bit of like your favorite fruit or veggies on the side, You know, maybe a little honey and tell me you don't feel phenomenal, right? And especially if you're eating a lot of plant-based stuff only, uh, tell me your life doesn't get better. Make sure you go to the gym and lift. And like I said, uh, prioritize sleep as well too. That's number one is probably the the worst advice. Here's the second one. Uh, and then I'll leave it there. Uh, the second worst piece of, and it's not really outright advice, but there's a lot of coaches out there who are very much in their feminine Okay, so a lot of the personal growth and healing coaches out there are such great people, honestly, but they're just so in their feminine. Now, what I mean by that is like, so women are going to heal more through going and connecting within all the time. Like they're the one, like, that's why they love the journaling and the fucking, they're, 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 they're their head is in like the, they love astrology and the, you know, the Mercury's in reverse cowgirl kind of stuff. And, and like, you know, uh, gratitude and, and, and meditation and breath work. And it's not that men aren't going to benefit from those things. Absolutely. They will. 
But women are going to go very deep within and feeling it to heal it and like being very present with their bodies. And, and that's essentially uh, the state that they should be in primarily when they're healing. Men are more so going to heal through the structure and more so achieving things in the external world. Now, being conscious of like when the wounds come up, when the triggers come up, be conscious of how to move through that while going out and achieving. So it's not like unconscious building things and trying to achieve things from insecurity and a fear of failure. Like don't, don't get this twisted. But men heal more so by doing. Women heal a little bit more through being. Now, again, some people are going to criticize that and say, okay, you're telling men that they can never be and they can never meditate. And no, 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 I fucking meditate every day. Journaling, like all the things is great, but it's just the ratio, right? Yeah. Like it's the ratio that's different. We both need to, women also need to go out and lead and, and achieve in, in, in the external world. Yeah. But one of the biggest things is I find a lot of men get lost when they get into the healing and, and personal growth space because we have all these, even men and women who are going out and fucking telling men that they need to sit around all day and align their chakras. And it's like, no, get your fucking ass off the couch, go out and get a fucking six pack, you know, work hard, lift things, eat yeah. meat, don't jerk off, stop watching porn, sleep and go out and build something create a mission where you're going out and conquering and again do it consciously work through your wounds feel to heal it add in and spice in a little bit of meditation breath work journaling all that stuff feel the emotions cry it out every once in a while that's important too but tell me you don't feel better when you go out and do that we have way too many coaches who are trying to get men to just be so aware of their wounds and go within and they're turning into they're turning into women I'm just going to I'm just going to be honest and it's not that there's anything wrong with women there's something wrong with a man being more like a woman just like how there's something with a woman becoming more like a man it's not going to fit with what aligns with their essence and their highest quality of life it's just not going to work um to achieve their highest potential yeah yeah we need the struggle we need some form of adversity challenge absolutely um what what would you say I'm sure you get a lot of criticism and pushback and a lot of it is misconceptions about you or your message. What, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions you hear about yourself? Yeah, I think so. Like, I'll give you an example, uh, a, a very recent example. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is, and this is probably, I think every quote unquote influencer would say this or any online authority or someone who has an online presence who speaks their mind and has a message. So like, you know, I made a post about how the NHL, I was proud of them because they're not participating as an organization. You know, the NHL isn't participating in the pride stuff this year. And I just said, you know, that's great. And, and I, I, um, you know, I, I explained why that is right. And it, it went so much deeper than just that I have a problem with gay people, right? I don't have a problem with gay people. I have a problem with that movement because it actually is more polarizing and counterproductive in progress. And I talked about that in the video. And I, mm. I actually said, I said, if we just stop fucking talking about these things, people wouldn't be pitted against each other. These things are very polarized. And I said that um, ultimately, I think the NHL is just saying, you know what, we're just going to leave it. And I think we're going to see 
the progress that we've actually made in society of how much tolerance people actually have for other people's differences. I think most people just don't give a shit. Just don't bother me. Right. So anyways, I, I said this video and then, you know, I just saw this comment. I don't read all the comments, but you know, often I just get haters come on and, and, um, you know, someone said, Oh, you know, you're doing the gay bashing again. Hey, Kayler, you know? And it was like, man, have, do people take my stuff out of context? And this was after I just hung out. I got great friends. I have a gay couple, great friends. This was literally the day after I just hung out with my gay friends in the mountains all weekend (laughs) in Bath, right? Uh, We were actually at a wedding together and we have mutual friends. I I talked to them more than anyone um, in the entire weekend. We went to the spa the next day. I was with them when they were, they had their speedos on and I was walking around them in public. Like they're so different than me. They know that I'm not you know, into that. And that's just like, but I don't care what you do in the bedroom. I don't give a shit, you know, who you choose to be with. I care about your character. Right. And for me, uh, and look, I also know that like, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing that, you know, people dislike when you say like, Oh, well, I'm not racist because I have a black friend. Like I I don't want to be that guy, but it just really exemplified like, man, if you only knew, Right. Yeah. And by the way, my gay friends this weekend are on the same page as me. Right. Like all the gay people I know, I've had them on my podcast. They don't like the the pride movement either. They don't like what it's doing. They don't like its intention. They don't identify with it. They don't, you know, they don't need to yeah. be validated in their sexuality. Like, so I think that is the biggest misconception is people take my message out of context and they don't take the time. I'm not going to say they're not smart enough. Maybe some aren't, but I think most of them are. They just don't take the time to really actually look at the depth of what I'm saying. So if someone disagrees with me, like for example, if I had someone on who loved the pride stuff or I had a conversation with a gay person who just like loved the pride stuff, they wanted drag queens to be reading to children all day long and they wanted, wanted it mandated. Like I would still take the time to listen to if they were not obnoxious and, and they were grounded in their approach, I would a hundred percent want to get curious about like what made them think so differently than me. But I don't think a lot of people have the ability to do that. And I think that's a big problem in this world. Yeah, that's a great point. I think there's a lot of assumptions and a lot of people making up their minds before they even hear you out. Um, yeah, man, I get called racist, like fat phobic, fat phobic. I've literally dedicated my life. I started as a personal trainer and nutritionist. So, and then now we help people as well too, in terms of all different kinds of problems, being overweight is one of them like fat phobic. So first off, you, you break that word down that means being, being afraid of people who are fat. I'm definitely not afraid of people who are fat. I'm afraid of being fat hundred percent. And everyone should be afraid of being fat. It's not healthy. So fat phobic, even if you're trying to suggest that I have a problem with fat people, I literally help you. I've devoted my (laughs) life to helping people not be fat anymore. Like, you know, so, so that's, those are the big misconceptions. I'm homophobic, transphobic. No, no, no. I want people to live their highest qualities of life. And I think that people are being sold lies. They're being sold that if you just change your gender, you're going to be happy. If uh, we just 
force everyone to celebrate every, you know, sexual people whose sexual orientation is to have the same of the same sex, then that's going to solve diversity and inclusivity. Uh, if you're fat, that's healthy. Just change your perspective. Love yourself. Be content with it. Like all these things are lies that those people are being sold. And I'm sorry, the people who are selling them those lies, you're the one that is actually ruining their lives and doing a disservice to them and harming them. So if anything, they're the ones that are fat phobic, or I'm not even going to throw out the isms. I'm just going to say they're the ones that actually aren't serving those people. I'm telling them the cold, hard truth because I fucking care about everyone winning. I don't care who you are. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. It's, um, I really like, uh, this, this guy, Donald Glover. Um, and he has a really great episode of the show Atlanta where, uh, these rich white people throw a Juneteenth party and they invite them and they're like disgusted as like a black couple. They're disgusted by all of it. It's like all over the top. They're like telling them what they should think and what they should feel and how they should celebrate it and how they should go back to Africa to revisit their roots. And they're like, no, fuck you. Like, that's not what I want. It's it's like similar to um, your, your gay friends, maybe not being supportive of, of pride. I think it's, really interesting. Yeah. And uh, it's often always the white straight people who are, (laughs) who have the biggest problem. It's usually the white straight people who are calling me, you know, fat phobic, homophobic, racist, all these things. And look, just, I just want to say my gay friends this weekend, we've actually never talked about pride. I don't know where they, but they don't participate in it. I've never seen them participate in it. They're very awake. Uh, they see my posts. They, they're they're highly conscious, healed individuals. They actually help people as well too. They're they're essentially you know coaches, and um, and yeah, they're just beautiful people. And they just they would never take any of that personally, even if they did disagree. Like I don't know what they think about my posts about, but they see my posts. I don't know what they think about those posts, but all I know is they don't really seem to need to parade around and celebrate their sexuality. Although I'm sure they have their own versions of that, but I think that what I know of them, and this is why I hang out with only people who are like this, is they would just never take that personally. And if they did have a problem with something I posted, they would bring it up and be like, they would get curious. So I have this thing, curious culture over cancel culture. So they Mm -hmm. wouldn't cancel me. They would get curious. Huh. Let's ask Kaler why he feels that way. Let's chat it out. Maybe we can offer a different perspective, right? Like... I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get the gay stuff. Of course I don't. I'm not gay. But I don't need to get it to I mean, they don't get some of the things that I do. And that's part of being human is you connect with other individuals who see the world differently, who have different behavior, different desires, and it's all good. That's actually the beauty of life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Keller, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been really great to to learn from you and, and to hear more about you. Um, I'm sure the audience enjoyed it too. Um, where can folks find you? I'll have links to everything in the show notes, uh, but where can people connect with you online? Yeah. So I would recommend, so a couple of things. If you uh, resonated with anything that I said here today and you're you're fired up and you want to win because you're awake, but you want to win, or maybe you're not awake and you want to wake up, we can help you with both. Um I would go over and check out my Instagram, the Kaler Betts. That's Taylor with a K, K A Y L O R, and then Betts. So you can put it in the show notes. Check out my Instagram. That's where a lot of stuff is. 
You can also check out the podcast, the Awake and Winning podcast. It's on where all podcasts are found. And then if you really resonated with what I said today and you are, you're just not winning, you're not stoked when you get out of bed in the morning, you don't feel like you have a mission, a purpose, you're lacking energy, you're, you're experiencing anxiety, depression, self-sabotage. If you're just not winning and you have blocks that you need to work on and you want to level up, we have a community of awake individuals. We have training that facilitates a journey for you to go out and win and do the work. You work intricately with me and my team. We have weekly group calls. You join the community. You get an accountability buddy as soon as you sign up to, to hold you accountable. It's this incredible. It's like 75 hard, but on steroids. And it, it's incredible. Uh, you can go to the awlife.com, the awlife.com, A-W as in awake and winning. So just go to the awlife.com and you can click on that. There's more information and you can sign up for a free call to with some one of my team members to just inquire about whether or not this life transformational journey uh, essentially is the thing that you've been waiting for. Awesome. Yeah, I'll certainly have links to all that and really enjoy your podcast, Scalar. So folks should definitely check that out if they haven't already. Um, thanks again. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thanks so much, Scott. Thank you for listening to the show. You can find The Scott My Show on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Please leave a comment, like, review, or share the podcast with your friends or followers. It helps more people find the show.